Welcome to a Neon Jazz interview with Kansas City's premier jazz bassist, Gerald Spates. He recently spoke with Neon Jazz about a large crop of topics. From the streets of Kansas City, Kansas, he talked about seeing the Beatles in Municipal Stadium in Kansas City back in 1964, playing with Jay McShann and many other musicians and legends over the years, his projects, teaching at UMKC, along with much more. Dig it. First of all, thank you very much for talking with us at Neon Jazz. I appreciate it. No problem. But let me go ahead and start off here and ask you, you were born in KCK back in 58. How did KCK etch your desire for music, to love music? I don't know if it had anything to do with the town, but uh, probably my interest was, uh, what got me interested in, in music was seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And hearing, you know, all that music, my sister uh, was a few years older than me, and she was way into that, uh, a lot of the music then, uh, the British invasion, I guess you could call it, and all this stuff going on. Mostly the Beatles, though, had a big, big impact, and I, actually that was the first concert I went to was the Beatles in, uh, on September 17th, 1964. What was that like? I don't remember much about it, to say the truth. All I remember was a lot of screaming girls. Uh, you got to realize in 1964, the PA systems and uh, sound systems and everything just weren't anything close to what they are nowadays. So yeah. the country was quite a bit different. I just remember the uh, the uh, excitement uh, that went along with it. And I, I, I had read a review. My sister kept a lot of the memorabilia, and she had the review in the paper, and it said they played 35 minutes. Wow, that's all? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's wild. Um, so speaking of your family, what kind of influence did they have on you for getting into music? Well, uh, my mother and father weren't really musical. They, they appreciated music, but I, uh, we inherited a piano from my, my aunt and, uh, when I was really young and my sister took piano lessons and I, and I got a guitar again, being influenced by the Beatles and everything that was going on in the early sixties, uh, but the piano was always around the house, and I learned to, you know, the notes on the piano. Uh, learned about music on the piano and the guitar, so that was kind of just a natural thing. It was a really, as I look back on it, it's a really good thing that that was around the house because anyone that plays jazz or gets into composing, arranging, anything like that, they have to have some kind of piano skills or you know the way around it. The piano. Sure. But, uh, you know, I, I originally started on guitar, and then when I was in uh, ninth grade, they needed a bass player for the jazz band. And one of my buddies said, here, they got a bass over here. Go learn how to play it, because I could already read music. I just couldn't read the bass class at that time, and I, you know, figured that out and started playing the bass, and I just never never went back to guitar. Right on. So... Is your heart still in rock and roll, being a jazz guy? I, I've read that you really, that's kind of where your roots are. Absolutely, but, well, I, I like it all. I don't like to uh, even classify music. You know, you have to, in some cases, you know, I have to, when you try to explain to someone what kind of music you play or what kind of music, what something sounds like, you have to put some kind of label on it. But, you know, I like all kinds of different music as long as it's good or it appeals to me in some way or it touches me in some way. But, yeah, I still listen to uh, a lot of the old rock and roll or classic rock, I guess you could call it, occasionally. But, I, you know, 
most of the stuff I have, most of my music collection is jazz. Right on. Classical. So speaking of jazz and jazz legends, you performed with Jay McShann and Claude Fiddler Williams. What was what was that experience like? It was always fun. It was always a joy. Both of those guys, uh, they were just the you know that old school professionalism, especially Jay. Well, both of them were like that. You know, they just you went out there and you played the gig. And it, I remember played with Jay one time, and it was at a private party, and someone came up and asked him for a polka. And I and I saw the nerve of this guy, you know, what what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and Jaden just shrugged his shoulders and it didn't bother him at all and he just started playing a polka. <laughs> That's a professional. Just, that was great. After I thought about it, I said, well, you know, it, it first of all it's not that big a deal, you know. Yeah. If a guy wants to hear a polka, i he, he played a polka. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, before we slip too far into just many stories here, give me kind of a trajectory of your career from when you really started professionally playing to today, what's kind of happened over your career? Jeez. Uh, well, like I said, I started playing in uh, junior high school, playing the bass, and I played for uh, the band director at that time at our school was named Jim Smith, and he was a really, really good band director. And he later was teaching out at Johnson County Community College, so after I graduated high school, I went out there and played for him, and uh, I went to school in Wichita State also, and uh, after that I moved back to Kansas City and just started playing professionally in all types of situations, mostly jazz stuff, and at that time I was still playing the electric bass, so I I started switching over when I was at Wichita State and even at uh, Johnson County Community College a little bit, but Eventually switched over to just playing up, upright bass most of the time. I still have electric basses and play them occasionally. I like to play them, but uh, I, I consider the string bass my main instrument. So I just started playing professionally, really. And I, I got a gig with, uh, well, Stan Kessler and I and Steve Carden as a guitar player. We used to play together in a couple groups. And then I got a, a gig in about... 82 or something like that with this great piano player, Kansas City jazz legend, Russ Long, which was a real, real treat to play with him. I played with him for many years until he passed away mm-hmm. off and on. And uh, he, I really learned a lot from him. I also studied uh, with this guy in town that recently passed away. His name is John Elliott, who a lot of the, uh, a lot of the players in town, the real serious players, Studied with John Elliott from you know, Danny Embry, Rod Fleeman, Pat Metheny, uh tons of people uh, on whatever instrument you played. You, you had to play piano for him. You had to learn his piano or jazz uh, theory method. But uh, I would also bring in my electric bass. I remember we played, worked on a bebop song, Charlie Parker stuff. But he had a, a, a really great method that he had developed over the years for harmony, jazz harmony and theory, that is as good as anything I've seen. But, uh, and you know, from there I just played with a lot of different people, started playing with a lot of people coming through town, like when a jazz player would come through town, uh, people like, you know, Gary Foster, Herb Ellis, Rob McConnell, uh, a lot of things in Topeka, they have a, a series there that I'm still doing occasionally, the Topeka Jazz Workshop, and that's been going on for I don't know how many years, I'd say 
25 years now. And uh, they bring in a lot of uh, mostly uh, swing players uh, or, you know, uh, not traditional, but old, older style players. Uh, really great, you know, the legendary players, a lot of them. They right. get to come in and, and work with the local rhythm section. So I got to play with a lot of people that way. Right on. So what jazz musicians in the very beginning really got you going to really love jazz? Yeah. Local musicians or national musicians? Both. Or it doesn't matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when I first got into jazz, you know, I started hearing uh, what what uh, attracted me in the first place was uh, fusion and people playing real fast. And I remember seeing uh, Chick Corea and Return to Forever uh, in, uh, in concert when I was still in high school. And that, at that time, that's what I was really into. I didn't really appreciate the swing stuff or the uh, more traditional stuff. Uh, you know, uh, even the Miles stuff, I got into a little later. But then, then it probably people like Miles Davis and Bill Evans and Scott LaFarge with Bill Evans and uh, Ron Carter, Paul Chambers with Miles Davis and Ray Brown and Oscar Peterson and all, all those people that, uh, you know, most jazz players listen to. Right. What What musicians... Have you played with over the years that, that are the most memorable that you love gigging with? Hmm. Well, uh, you know, Jay McShann was always great. Uh, uh, Rush Long, uh, a lot of local guys like Gary Sibbles and Kim Park was who was here for a long time. Always was an exciting player. Always fun to play with. Uh, you know, I, I most. Everybody I play with, I, I enjoy playing with. There's, a, there's maybe been a few people that uh, that were a drag, but not not very many. You know, most of the really jazz players, once they know that you you know what you're doing and you can play, you know, they're just grateful they have somebody a good rhythm section or a good bass player. Absolutely. Yeah, so, but uh, I I can't remember any any specific gig. Well, you know, some of the gigs and stuff that I put together, like uh, uh, we had a band about been about 10, 15 years now, called the Westport Art Ensemble mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Todd Strait and Jake Blanton, who's now playing in a band called The Killers. It's a rock rock and roll thing. Yeah. Rock and roll, alternative, alternative rock, whatever. Yeah. Josh Galar and Roger Wilder, who's still in town. And uh, we just had a great time with that band. It was uh, one of those, you know, things where you get to just the right combination of people and uh, play well together, and uh, everybody, you know, contributed something to the band, wrote songs, uh, and we did a variety of stuff, some really, really cool stuff. So I was really, I'm really proud of that group, for instance. But there's a, a lot of other stuff I do also. Uh, like I've also put together, put together a band with four bass players, me and Bob Bowman and uh, James Albright, originally Craig Aiken, and now Tim Brewer on bass. When we play, we haven't played for a year or so now, but uh, that's something totally different. And when people see that, it's just—it's it's almost like a visual thing, too, seeing four bass players play together at the same time. That's awesome. Where have you guys played? We played out at Johnson County Community College a lot at um, the recital series, which is... Uh, oh, with Tuesday afternoons, uh, we've done that a lot. We played a couple, uh, one of a church or a couple churches. Uh, it's, it's one of those uh, 
groups that you have to have the right venue. You know, you can't play down at the local bar because it's too loud or it's just, it has to be just the right venue. It has to be more of a concert kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, what albums have you performed on? Oh, let me think. Uh, I'm on a couple uh, albums with Karen Allison. And that was another big influence. Uh, when she was in town, she lived in Kansas City for about 10 years, and really her career got started in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on her, a couple cuts on her first album, first and third album, I think. Actually, she's just putting out a, or she just put out a Christmas album that I'm on a couple tunes on. Oh, cool. Called You oh, I can't remember the name now. You Will Tide Something. Okay. So uh, I played uh, albums with Gary Foster, uh, Marilyn May, there's another singer I still work with a lot that uh, uh, is a big influence and uh, really another great performer. I'm on a couple of her albums. Uh, I'm on one of Lisa Henry's albums, I know. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. And some of my my own stuff, like uh, uh, the group I mentioned, Westport Art Ensemble, we've got a couple of CDs out, and Russ Long, uh, you put out a couple of CDs that I helped with and produced. Um, oh, I'm sure there's more. I'm right. drawing a blank. Okay, that's that's totally fine. Let me let me ask you this: What style of jazz do you dig the most? I don't. I, again, when you talk about styles, I mean, what does that really mean? You know, I just I like I like probably attracted to players. You know, certain players. So. I don't know. I, I keep going back to older uh, styles—not not styles, but older jazz players. That, that are, you know, most of who are deceased now, because I, I keep finding things that I've never heard of before. Yeah. You know, I, I started uh, recently. I was listening listening to a lot of George Russell, who was a great uh, uh, composer, arranger, piano player. And uh, you know, I still go back. I love Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker still stands up to anything today. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I go back and listen to that Miles Davis, especially the, uh, you know, the fifties and sixties stuff. I mean, there's so he was so had so many different uh, styles just within his music. You know, yeah, the stuff he did with Tony Williams and, and Ron Carter and Herbie Hancock in, in the sixties, which you know, I still see some of that, hear some of that stuff. Or there's new stuff that's come comes out. You know, bootleg or not bootleg, but actually reissued stuff from. A, a European tour that I, I heard recently that just knocked me out. It's just as good as anything you hear. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on nowadays that I really like too, but, uh, you know, I guess I'm more attracted to, you know, the older stuff. Right. So if, if you could go back in time and meet one musician, who would it be and what would you talk to him about? Wow. Good question, but I don't know if I have a good answer. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, Kind of like, you know, what comes to mind first would be a Scott LaFaro, who played with Bill Evans, a bass player that died really young and, and just at the peak of his career, practically. Or I mean, he wasn't real popular, but I mean, he was just a phenomenal bass player. And when you look back, he died in, I think it was 61. Uh, what he accomplished in, in such such a short time, you know, I'd, I'd like to, you know, maybe ask him what how he went about doing that or, you know, just talk to them, just hang out, you know? Sure, sure. So what's the Kansas City scene like these days? Well, it's really as good as it's been for a long time since I remember. I mean, there's a lot of clubs 
happening here. I mean, there's, a, there's a several new, newer places. The Green Lady Lounge is a new club opening on Broadway, the Broadway Jazz Club. Uh, you know, the Blue Room is still happening four nights a week anyway. They have live music. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of great young players coming here, uh, mainly because of UMKC and Bobby Watson. Yeah. That's something I've been involved with uh, in the last eight or ten years. Since Bobby's been at UMKC, I teach bass over there, jazz bass, and have a combo. In fact, we just did a concert last night. The combo just uh, played a concert last night, and there were four combos out of eight. They're, they have eight combos at UMKC. That's quite a few for uh, for any school. Yeah. But we had to have two separate concerts for him. Wow. For each night, and they all were just exceptional. There's, it's it's amazing some of the the uh, players coming up these days because I remember when I, you know, when I was playing and when I was that age in my twenties. You know, there was really just a handful of really good players, or young players anyway. There was always some older guys that, you know, were established and playing gigs. But, you know, you'd have, uh, oh, one or two good players come through every couple years, you know, and all of a sudden that's like an influx of all these great young players, uh, you know, on a lot of different instruments, good piano players, drummers, bass players. There's more bass players in Kansas City than uh, there's ever been. Yeah. Which is a drag. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a drag. It's great. But I mean, you know, then, you know as long as it works out there, <laughs> sure. enough to go around. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's really funny because, I mean, you know, back, uh, you know, the 80s or even early 90s, you know, that someone that was uh, needed a bass player, that, that a really good bass player for a jazz gig or something like that, there, like I said, there's only a handful of, of, of players there, you know. You count on one hand, and you know it's unbelievable now the the amount of good players too. I don't mean just people kids playing jazz or you know these kids coming up, but there's a lot more information out there today. You know yeah. we didn't have the internet, we didn't have all that information. And when I was coming up, I didn't go to UM. I went to UMKC a little bit. I mean I took some lessons there, but. I wasn't in their jazz program at that time because they didn't have someone like Bobby Watson running it. Right. So speaking of teaching, do you do you like teaching? Oh yeah, yeah. I really like teaching. I I do. I teach oh about three days a week. Uh, basically, have about oh I'd say maybe fifteen to twenty students a week. So I don't, I, and that's about right. I don't want. I don't want to teach any more than that because I want to also keep playing music. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to keep that going. So it's 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 nice to have a, a a good balance between the two. Yeah. So what are some of your plans, short term and long term? Oh, I don't know. I don't have any plans. Keep playing music. Right on. <laughs> right on. That's good. Hey, do you have any regrets? Hey, music. Pardon. Do you have any regrets about your career? No, uh-uh. I don't have any regrets. Why? Why have them? <laughs> That's right. I, I think it. Um, let me ask you this to get kind of an angle on who you are. What, what what's the last song or album you listened to before we talk today? <laughs> well, matter of fact, I just listened to a recording from a concert I played with Houston Person 
I just happened to be listening to that today, which I shouldn't say because it's kind of a bootleg right. <laughs> recording. I'm <laughs> not supposed to have it, but so you can get <laughs> that out. But, you know, besides that, let me think. Uh, uh, gosh, what did I listen to? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I like to listen to a lot of classical music around the house. Right on. Uh, Stravinsky or Bach, Beethoven. Very cool. Some some modern stuff, even like Bartok and uh, uh, stuff like that. You know. Do you think that classical music lends well to get the get the jazz part of your brain moving? Sure, it's all the same in one way. I mean, it's all music. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's. Uh, I, I was talking to a cellist last night uh, that uh, about you know uh, jazz bass players, and he said, "Well, you know, the, the good bass, good jazz bass players have taken classical." Uh, lessons or, or know about classical music or, or have that training, which is which is true on most instruments. You know, it, it, it's all you know. Playing the instrument is a thing. Uh, being able to play the instrument, the classical uh, I don't know if I call it repertoire, but you know, being able to uh, get around on the instrument, knowing your technique. Right. A lot of that goes back to studying classical music. So. Let me ask you this question. You've been in this scene for a long time, um, kind of the George Harrison of Kansas City. How would you, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> Just be remembered. musician. <laughs> you know, a good bass player, maybe uh, some of my original music, someone play it at some time. Right on. You know. So my, my, my final question usually is always this. I like to kind of, after we've gone through the lexicon of your life, I want to get in the length of one tweet, one sentence, 144 characters. Who are you? Tell me who you are. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, that's wide open, you know. That could, you could go a lot of ways with that. Right. I'm, I'm just a guy that likes to play music, uh, enjoys what he does most of the time, most all the time, and, uh, you know, likes to have a good time. Great answer. Doing what I do. Right on. <laughs> That's it. All right, right on, Joe. Keep on keeping on. Thanks again. Okay, you're welcome. Take it easy. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Kansas City giving fans all of that jazz. And thanks to Gerald for his time and cool into his insight and craft along with his dedication to Kansas City jazz. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store or you can visit the neonjazz.blogspot.com for all things Neon Jazz. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.